I'm Gary. I'm Clark. And this is the Red Cedar Rundown. The self-proclaimed number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, we gleam in the glory of last Sunday's game and recap the big win in Ann Arbor. We'll also look ahead to the next two games before the rematch in East Lansing. Send us your comments, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. Clark? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gleaming in the glory still. Oh, man, I can evil laugh all day. It feels... Right. It feels so nice to walk around with your head held high. Chest puffed out. Peacocking a little bit. Feeling great. Can't complain about anything right now. King of the castle. King of the (laughs) castle. You'll never get this. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, no one gave us a chance. Only the Red Cedar Rundown gave think, us a chance. I think we both picked dubs for us. Both picked dubs. Both predicted dubs. Dub ensued. Lots of hezies. Well, over, I think we definitely hit the over. Over on a- 100 hezies for sure from Cassius Winston. <laughs> it was unbelievable. What a performance. To go on the road, shorthanded, in their house, while they trot their number one football recruiting class out on the court at halftime. What a weirdo move by them. And the 1989 Does championship team. Does it get team. any weirder than Michigan trotting out their football recruiting class and celebrating that as if it's something to hang in the rafters? It, it, it just goes, their delusional fan base was eating it up. I mean, cool. That's cool that they celebrated their national championship team. It was cool to see Glenn Rice. I haven't seen him in 15 years. But sucks to be them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I said, also the 89 championship team and several other former players of Michigan basketball all got to see. If only Mo Wagner could have been there. That would have been nice. Zach Novak, some of the best. Wish they could have been there. Dakich's son. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever his name was. <laughs> Young Dakich. I think it was, it was actually Andrew, which is wow, I hear, I hear a pretty you. decent name. Sucks. My name's Gary. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, Winston put on a show. Tons of hezzies. Arguably. Didn't hit a three, I believe, in the game. Yeah, I don't think he did. He did not. Can confirm 0 for 3. Uh, but he was 7 of 13 from the field. But, I mean, it was arguably an MVP solidifying performance. If he doesn't win Big Ten Player of the Year, I'm going to snap. In On the road in Ann Arbor, 27 points, 8 assists, completely dominated the game. And guess what? Can we stop our discussion? Well, there wasn't much of a discussion, but Michigan fan wanted to tell us that he's not even the best point guard in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah? Tell me who is then. Because it's certainly not Xavier Simpson. Who also certainly played not. well. You know, he did. He he had a decent game. Definitely probably not probably the best enough. Probably the best game out of everyone on Michigan, arguably. Yeah. Brzdakis played pretty well too. Yeah, he did. You're right. He uh he's a, he's a real deal for sure. 
He's definitely going to be a thorn in our side. He did have Kyle Arns guarding him for quite a bit of time, who looked like he was slower than I am. Yeah. Is that who he blew by for that dunk? Yeah, of course. It was terrible on the baseline. That was horrible. But let's not stop basking in the glory that was that victory. It was awesome. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. It yeah, was, it was a, a you know Winston did have a phenomenal game, but it was definitely a team effort. And glue everyone, in the first half kept us in the game. Glue was a huge deal. Hit, hit some three, big threes, three threes. Hit sixteen and eleven on the day. Double double <laughs> for glue. No big deal. Just another day of the office for yep, glue. Just punching in. Blue collar worker. Didn't take a lunch break. Worked straight through the day. Yep. Glue. Thank you. What else do you expect from Matt him? Quaid. Thank you. Yeah, that. Uh, Quaid had some some good moments in that game. Obviously, he got tore up on the one play by Izzo, and after that, he really turned it up a notch. And what else can be said about Xavier Tillman, man? He uh, He's a different type of player than Nick Ward, and I'm not going to say <laughs> anything about us being a better team with Nick Ward. You're not going to hear that from me. I, you may hear it from Clark, but not going to hear it from me. Should we start talking a little crazy right now? <laughs> I mean, Should Tillman, I pose the question Tillman real quick? was extremely impressive on the offensive and defensive end, Gary, in my eyes. Are we? Just stop. Better without Nick Ward? Just stop. Just stop. I noticed there was only how many turnovers? Oh, six. Just stop. Six. But that was a collective effort, like I said. Mm. Everyone played mm. pretty well. Nick Ward, we need him back. However might have been the best collective team performance I've seen out of an Izzo team in years. Yeah. Might have been the best coached game Tom Izzo's had in years. Yeah, some of the the things they were doing, uh, I know I was kind of questioning them kind of uh, their switching underneath the screens, but that ended up benefiting us hugely, especially because Michigan is a very suspect team from three-point. And that, that proved to be true. They were 7 I mean, they missed, of 26. Yeah, they were awful. Shot 26.9% from three. But you do know Michigan's going to make the adjustments for the next game, and I know they had to have seen us switching and having Winston sometimes, and even McQuaid, I think, got caught guarding Teske, and they never How put the ball into the post. Is, I never I, I was, understand that. I was that. mesmerized by that. They would take a Xavier Simpson three over tossing the ball into the post to a guy that's eight feet tall. And weighs as much as a Sequoia. I I mean, how did they... Teske wasn't down low a lot, though. Like, they he, never fed him. I didn't yeah, understand I, that I don't strategy. Know that he must not be that good of a post player. He was, I mean, he was looking pretty good against Minnesota when I saw him. I don't know. But, damn, it felt good. Yeah. Damn, the, did it feel I good. I was... At nearly the highest point I've been in a while for this winter time, especially how depressing it can I be. <laughs> it was awesome. Do you have uh, any favorite moments of the game, Clark? For you, mm. I know I have a couple. Tezzies. I any specific moments of the game that I stuck really out to you? enjoyed it when Matt McQuaid was at the top of the key. I don't remember who was guarding him. Do you remember who was guarding him? It was he- either Pool or Livers. I'm going to say. I want to say it was Livers. It could be either the one. Flop. They look the exact same and they have. You're talking the, about the flop play, I imagine. Yes, where they he looked like he took a bullet to the chest, but it was actually just Matt McQuaid dripping, dribble driving to the <laughs> hole. And then McQuaid watched him as he fell down, took a step back, 
drained a three in his face. Humiliating for him. That was glory for Matt McQuaid. Victory for Michigan State. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I would say the play that stuck out to me the most was by Winston when he drove it, was basically in midair underneath the net. Both the guys thought he was going to go right. He cut it right back left to Tillman, wide open, underneath the basket. Oh, and they all went up, both went up for uh, Winston. Yeah. And he just kicked it back and then dunk city. Let's go. It might have been a layup, but. It was a dunk in my mind. Okay. It was a dunk in my mind. (laughs) That's all that matters. I enjoyed the locker room celebration after. Oh, yeah. That was phenomenal. And the Michigan fans that I saw posting online, act like you've been there before. You okay, clown. I think they would be celebrating just as much if, of course, if they get they a W would. in two weeks. We'll see how they how they act. But of course, they would. And I would expect them to. That doesn't happen. It's a rivalry. Yeah, but the main thing out of this game is Michigan's a full game back from Michigan State now. Remember the when Big they Ten said Izzo couldn't coach anymore? Remember when they said Beeline was better than Izzo? It was a masterclass coaching performance from Tom Izzo. Masterclass performance from Cassius Winston. John Beeline said it himself. Said it's the best performance for a, on a visiting point guard in Ann Arbor in years. I he said say it was it maybe one of the best point ever. guard performances he's ever seen. How could it not be? It was extremely impressive. And if Cassius continues to play at this level, we're an elite team. Hey, Kith gave us some good minutes off the bench. Yeah. He only scored two points. He had three that rebounds, was a big two though. points. He didn't foul, though. That was good. He only had two fouls. Kith played well. Yep. He knows his role. And, yeah, I would even give some credit, even Henry. I don't think he scored. He may have scored, I think, at the beginning of the game, potentially. He had four points. Okay. Uh, I think he had some free throws outside of the, the early basket he got. You're talking about Aaron Henry, who had two fouls and three fouls in two and a half minutes. I'm not saying he had a great game, but at the end of the game, he made some really key plays that, he, that we're not going to go down on the stat sheet. I think there was one where uh, he went up ahead above everyone and got a tip the rebound out he to had McQuaid. a couple nice assists as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, yeah, he, he continues to astound me, but, you know, as long as he's doing the little things that, lead us to victory i'm happy with that i noticed that tillman just doesn't shoot threes anymore maybe that was a conversation that Izzo had with him i don't know because he was wide open for one and he just I, i'm not upset about it yeah I'm just, it's not a high percentage so, shot this so is why just take an observation it? i'm talking about for here. sure but yeah like i said we're in the driver's seat for the big 10 we control our own destiny and uh at least for a share of the big 10 hoping... you want to know another favorite moment of mine real quick yeah sure jordan Poole flexing I really enjoyed that. Oh, you didn't uh, enjoy Burstakis doing the money sign? Oh, I enjoyed that as well. Because they lost, and hopefully they were crying in the locker room afterwards and realized how stupid they looked on the court. Well, Because they thought it was over when they were up six. That was a big moment. I was... I was nervous. I was nervous, too. You know who wasn't? Young Cash Winston. Nope. Ice in his veins. He said, suck it. This is my state, and this is my game. And he played like it. He did. MVP. Big Ten Player of the Year, no question. Absolutely. Put him on your All-American ballot. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine anyone else running a team, running our team, than Cassius Winston. So we're lucky. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I keep saying (laughs) we're in control (laughs) of our destiny. You know? Yeah. We got a rematch coming up with Michigan again in two weeks. Hopefully we, you know, 
Izzo coaches him up again. Yeah. In the next two games. Yeah. There's no question about and it. And I would say the biggest obstacle standing in our way is is this Saturday between now and then. At Indiana, at, yeah. At, they at, just beat Wisconsin. Yep. In yeah. double overtime. And winning in Bloomington is no easy task, that's for sure. So there's going to be a lot to, to discuss in that. Let's get into that preview real quick for Indiana. IU. Yep. So. <clears throat> Look at definitely going to have some uh, redemption out after the first loss we took at home in overtime. Pathetic loss. Pathetic. Really, really, really bad. Um, Probably the worst one of the season. Yeah, actually, yeah, easily I, is the worst one. Yeah, of the season. I, I definitely less mad about the Illinois loss than that one, but we did lose that one by four, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, I think the one thing that we didn't do last time that we have to do this time is hit free throws. It's simple as that. We missed a shit ton of free throws. Oh, that was our uh, free throw game? Yeah. That let, me, was, let me see. What did we yeah, shoot? Yeah, good thing Nick Ward. Ah, 8 of 22 from the line. Y- yeah. Yeah, Nick Ward won't be playing this game. Nick so Ward at least by we don't himself, have to worry about him. <laughs> one for nine in that game. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. Tillman makes to make Tillman his free throws. Is He's a, a pretty good free throw shooter. Decent free throw shooter. So, um you know, like we said, Indiana beat Wisconsin at home last night, double overtime. Before that, though, they had lost five in a row before beating uh, the league, five in a row before beating us. Mm-hmm. Last night, uh, Romeo Langford hit the game winner, starting to play a little bit better. So, and I think Juwan Morgan got injured when he played us. He's playing pretty decent. So, you know, it's not going to, like I said, it's not going to be an easy game to win. And they're going to be playing extremely desperate, you know, NC tournament life is on the line at this point it's they're almost dead in the water at, they're you know. 14 and 14 they're yeah. pretty much all set they'd have to win the big 10 tournament i think if they if they they no. if they beat us and then win the next two games no. they're gonna have wins over marquette michigan no. state twice wisconsin no come on clark no no let me point out something to you let's take a look point here. it out to me one Two, three, four, five, six, seven losses in a row. Then they beat us. Then they lost one, two, three, four, five games. I'm in just a row. saying the bubble is super weak so this that year. Is, let's add it up. I'm just twelve I, losses in their last fourteen games. That is not going to cut oh, it, and you're not getting into the NCAA. What tournament. are their last three games though? Versus MSU. At Illinois and versus Rutgers. The, yeah. Neither of those are good wins. Yeah, but if they beat Michigan State and they win those two games, what are they going to be? 17 and 14 going They'll to the Big two Ten wins tournament? over Michigan exactly. State. They win two or They'll, three games in the tournament. Gary, come on. I'm just saying. They're not getting into the NCAA tournament unless they win the Big Ten tournament. I'm just saying the bubble is extremely weak this year. Anything can happen. Indiana is not a bubble team. Don't listen to Gary. Not yet. Nor will they be. If they beat Michigan State, they'll definitely be in the conversation is all I'm saying. Not a bubble team. Agree to disagree. So okay, it's gonna be uh, noon noon tip on Saturday. Ooh, so noon on Sat. Yep. So CBS. I think CBS. I'd imagine CBS. I would yeah. imagine CBS as well. So you know, Fox. Sorry, just looked it up. Fox. Fox. Yeah, a lot of more games have been airing on Fox. Fox so you know, it's. I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, really, they're you know we know what uh, Indiana brings to the table. They got really hot from three at the end of the game, last game, and we missed free throws. So, in my opinion, as long as Cassius plays like Cassius, we don't make dumb mistakes. We hit our free throws. This should be a game we should win. But I definitely agree. Um, and doing- I do, truly do believe you know we're gonna have a sour taste in our mouth from the first loss, which was 
really no, there's no excuse for it. So I'm expecting a, a win. I'm expecting potentially a close game still, though. Yeah, on the road. Yeah, at Indiana. Yep. Absolutely. Are we doing predictions right now? Yeah, let's just get. I mean, Is I don't really have much else to say about Indiana. So, all right, let's just get into these these so, predictions. I'll go first on this okay, one. Okay, get in since there. We're doing two. Yep. I like us to win. Obviously, I mean, we're riding high. We just beat Michigan on the road. There's no reason we can't win at Indiana. Could be a little too high though. We'll see. I hope emotional not. win. If we lost two games to this Indiana team this year. It would be a disgrace. I like us to... I'm not going to say wire to wire. I think it will be close back and forth throughout the first half. I think we will pull away in the second half because we obviously have the strongest player in the conference in our on our team. I think our role players are not even role players anymore. They're like legitimate starters like Kenny Goings, Matt McQuaid, Xavier Tillman. I think we're going to win this game 74-68 to 68 on the road at Indiana a good prediction i i've got to start stop letting clark pick first because let's hear it really steal my pick so i'm not even confident gary has a pick written down i mean do i have to show you do i have to show you again i won't look okay then i won't show you okay so yeah i think that it's gonna be a very tight first half indiana might even have the lead at some points in the first half should we are they gonna be beating us at halftime I think we're going to be up two points at halftime. I like that. Okay. I just and I think that we might get some separation in the second half from Indiana, but they're they're going to keep it close towards the end. They're going to make a run. They're going to cut down the lead probably. And I'm seeing a final score of Michigan State 72, Indiana 67. So sounds, extremely close to your pick. familiar to pick we just heard. I mean, I but will. This is similar on this podcast. This is very common trend. We're just running on a very similar wavelength. I don't know what else to say about it, but and we do we do record our podcast at the wave, so wavelength. It's all <laughs> adding up. If you're listening, it's all adding up. <laughs> Anyways, who do we play after that, Gary? Well, after that, we're rolling right into our last two games Nebraska. and our and our last home game before. I'll be there. Yep, uh, I will not be there. I, I was supposed there. to be there. I will be there, but. Um, Seems my work had other plans for me, sending me on a business trip on the one day that I was supposed to go to the game and represent in the uh, his own alumni. I will not be sitting in the his own alumni, but I will be in the lower bowl. So if you happen I'm to be sending, there, I'm going to bring a couple sticks with me. So if we see anybody in the crowd that wants to come get a sticker, second I'll, chance. I'll tweet out what section I'm in. Second chance. You can come get a stick. Second chance. There's. Oh, this might be your only chance to get sticks. Who knows? Just kidding. We're stickers, mailing them stickers out. Stickers are coming out. They're mail, getting mailed out. Probably end of the season. Got pushed back a little bit. We had a little bit of delay with the mail. The weather hasn't been great. I won't keep making excuses. Maybe to start the tournament. That would be nice. Maybe a nice little gift. Yeah. It, let's, if, uh, you know what? Here's March my promise. Madness. If they get out of the first round, this the first weekend, I'll mail them out. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm holding them hostage until then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nebraska, also a team that is struggling to say the least Weren't they ranked when we played them yeah earlier this year yep. yeah they've lost 10 out of 12 jesus play michigan at michigan tomorrow they're gonna get slaughtered they almost did beat purdue the other week it was a close game i think they lost by two or three points Three points at home so last game we won 70 to 64 so it was you know pretty close and i'm pretty sure they still had uh isaac copeland at that point yeah 
So he's out for the season now, and obviously you've seen the results since his departure from the team. So they still got James Palmer Jr., who leads the team in scoring, and uh, Roby's a pretty good rebounder and, you know, guy that they can get it to underneath. But other than that, you know, Nebraska, this should be also another game that I see us winning with fairly some ease, maybe? Uh, it could be similar to the Rutgers game, I'm thinking. Yeah, but we ended up winning by and 11. Forth, and then, yeah, we wear them down. We're the better team, and then we win. Yeah. Okay. Are we uh, are we just jumping right in? <laughs> I mean... Is there I, a lot I, to say about neither of these teams? No, Probably there's not. not. There's I mean, not. they're the bottom of the barrel. Is Nebraska going to make a run at the NCAA tournament, no, I, Gary? Did I say Nebraska? They I'm have just a better saying, record, don't they, than Indiana? Let's take a look. Yeah, but do they have better wins? Let's That's take what I was just saying. A look, go look at Indiana's. Just taking a look. Biggest wins. Just a quick versus look. Nebraska's. No big deal. Just a quick look. <sighs> um, in conference play, they're the exact same. Okay. And Nebraska's won one more game, so oh. they are better. I was right. Okay. But we were both kind of right. What about non-conference? Nebraska went undefeated, and they beat no one four top ten teams. Yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to reality here. So, Nebraska, I'll go first this time so Clark can't steal my pick per usual. So, this game, I, I do see it somewhat like the Rutgers. I see it as being fairly close in the first half. I think we're still going to be up like six or seven points going into halftime. Mm. And then I'm seeing, uh, you know, a steady game from there on out. And I see us probably doubling our lead by the end of the game, getting another six or seven points added on. I'm seeing around a 14-point victory. And I'm looking at the score to be Michigan State 78, Nebraska 64. Clark? 78-64? Yep. Is that what I heard? That's what you heard from hashtag Gary Vegas. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also think it's going to be, you know, back and forth. Nebraska is depleted. They're not going to be playing for a lot, not going to have a lot of emotion, but they'll give us their best shot coming to East Lansing. I like the Izone alumni, though. I think they're going to be louder than the normal Izone, so I think it's going to be a nice environment, and I'm looking Guaranteed forward, looking louder. forward to seeing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I also think we're going to win this game. I think, I think it will be back and forth, you know, be just because of – our roster the way that it is right now. I don't see us like Little blowing people out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I like us to win uh, 73 to uh, 59. Okay. A little bit low. That was a 14-point spread as well. I'm not going to change Convenient. it. Convenient. No, that's fine. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Because that will be the exact score of the game. I mean, we're just both. We've been pretty pretty accurate. So, I mean, what can you do? If, if the score is the score, what can you do? Can't do anything about it. Nope. Just got to pick what we know. So now it's going to lead us right back into uh, our rematch. And that game is uh, announced. It was set for 8 p.m. Mm. a week from this Saturday, which I'm sure will give enough time for the Izone to get drunk and hopefully be loud as hell. So, Oh, yeah. Saturday, 8 p.m. tip. They should be going nuts. Yeah, I don't want to see a repeat of the Indiana game. Are they going to do game sure. day there? They should totally do game day I there. I don't know. I Actually, like... I hope they don't because we were cursed. We lost to Indiana yeah, last time they I did don't that. Want ES- Get them out of here. I don't want ESPN there, yeah. even though I think it is on ESPN. The game. It is on ESPN at so, 8 p.m. And we'll be sure to bring you a full preview next week, next mm. Wednesday. So get ready for that. Round two. Rivalry edition, part two. 
And we might even have a rivalry edition part three, depending on how the Big Ten tournament goes. But it's pretty crazy. I was reading that, you know, Michigan schedule, they got to play at Maryland still before they come to, to East Lansing. If they lose that game and lose to Michigan State, they could potentially have have to play. Not have a double bye. Not have a double bye. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Because Wisconsin beat – oh, but Wisconsin lost last night, so However, I don't know how that affects it. However, things do hold, and they finish third. We tie with Purdue for the championship, but Purdue would have the tiebreaker over us from what I saw. Then we would be on the same side of the bracket as Michigan for the Big Ten tournament. All either one of us would have to do is win one game, I believe, and then we'd play each other again. So highly probable well, that part we three. will probably get a part three here. Can't wait. We're getting into really exciting times here. Oh, man, if we got a clean three-peat sweep. All right, I'm going to stop Gary, right there. take it easy. Getting real excited over Just here. Sit back down. Keep but, it in your pants, okay? All right, put it, put it down. <laughs> so let's uh, let's switch. Before we get into a couple other segments, including our new top five segment, uh, let's switch it over to uh, the good old football team real Ooh. quick. As we get uh, a little bit closer to draft time, the NFL scouting combine is coming up next week, and I believe four players are attending for Michigan State. I don't think Felton Davis will be participating necessarily because he's still rehabbing, but he will be there, as well as Kahari Willis, LJ Scott, and Justin Lane. So Justin Lane's looking like he could uh, move up the boards depending on his performances there. I even saw someone say that if he has a good performance, he could move up all the way to the first round. Yep. So that would be extremely he has great. All the measurements. Yep. So checks all the boxes. That will be a big performance from him. LG Scott. People are saying it's tough to judge him, obviously, because our offensive line was absolutely horrendous. But uh, you know, teams are going to be hoping that they get the young LJ Scott, not the most recent one we've seen. And they say he's probably the late rounder, most likely in the draft. And yeah, then I say, mean, he'll get a shot on a roster. Yeah, no for question. sure. And same, he's kind of in the same spot as Kahari Willis. Uh, I think. Willis is maybe a little undersized, perhaps, but uh, definitely undersized. I mean, but like I said, if those he's other got the heart of a champion, he plays hard. He played well in the Senior Bowl, I believe. I yeah. think so. I think he was coached another guy. By Gruden. If he's late round pick, he'll get another shot at a roster. Yep. Yeah. And then Felton Davis is a really intriguing prospect because we know what his potential was. Well, well, he's got to get drafted, right? Oh, they're saying fourth to seventh round. So he, he late put round up big boy numbers. But when that's he was what I'm healthy. saying. When healthy, I mean. He's a, a freak, as we know. That's why they call him the freak. That's why that's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look out for that. That's, I believe, on Tuesday as well. So a little excitement for the Spartans trying to make it big. Be great if Justin Lane got himself under the first round. Yep. Cornerback you. That would be definitely helpful for recruiting, I would imagine. Yeah. So let's move into our next, uh, our brand new segment, Top 5. Ooh. And we got a couple suggestions. Burge, thanks for yours, but might have to slip you into next week unless there's one that's better that we uh, find. But I like Burge's. I think it'll be a good one for next week. Yep. So, but people can keep firing them just because we won't read it that week. We might save it for another week. Yep. So keep sending us in top fives. And they don't always have to be anything MSU related. They can be anything. It can be a top five of anything. Get creative. Yeah, we want you guys to do the work for us. So keep doing that. So let's uh, let's hear Rose's suggestion for this Ryan R from Houston's suggestion for our top five this week. He says, "Who are your top five favorite Spartans to ever play in the NBA and why?" Do you want to go first, Clark? Since I have my picks written down, they will not be changing. Sure. 
Let's start off. Number, Number five. five. Gary Harris. Gary just made a weird face. Maybe he's got him in his top five. But I think Gary Harris is turning into a stud in the NBA. I like the way he plays the game. Um, I think he's going to be a star. And uh, I've always liked Gary Harris. So I, I like recent, Gary as well. He is a recent player. So I wanted to include a recent player here uh, in my top five. There may be another one later on, but we'll see. Okay. Continue. Coming in at number four. This guy had a 14-year NBA career. He is the he was an NCAA champion in the year 2000. He is the two-time NBA slam dunk contest champion. Averaged 17 points and five rebounds for his career. I think we all know who I'm talking about. Jay Rich. He's from Saginaw. Jason Richardson. That's a good one. Number three. Oh, number three. Number three. Who do you got? He came to the Spartans the year after they won a national title in the year 2001. I already know who it is. He played one year for Michigan State. He hails from the state of Indiana. Zebo. 18-year NBA career, two-time All-Star, currently still playing in the NBA. Insane. The headband himself, Mr. Zach Randolph, my number three. The next two, if you don't have these guys number two and one, Gary, there's going to have to be some shaming going on. Okay, <laughs> Plain and simple. There will you be can shaming. Argue, you can argue for either one Possible or two, I would tar say. tar and feathering if this is not in your top two. The next guy, my all-time favorite Michigan State Spartan. So why is he not number one? <laughs> because he's not worthy of it. He's just my favorite. He is a three-time NBA champion, a three-time NBA All-Star, the 2017 NBA Defensive Player of the Year, also hailing from Saginaw, Michigan, Draymond Green. And who could your number one be? Draymond Green. (laughs) Number one, Erasm Lorback. (laughs) Seriously, it's Erasm Lorback. Just kidding. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> my number one, we all know who it is. Five-time NBA champion, three-time NBA Finals MVP, three-time NBA MVP, 1979 national champion, nine-time first-team All-NBA, Irvin Magic Johnson. That rounds Beautiful. out my top five. I think it's a pretty damn good top five. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks because you basically had four out of my five. Nice. Let's so, hear your order. Well, I'll and, let you go first and next I, week. I really wish I could have a six because I really wanted to include them. So I'm just going to say- Give us an honorable mention. My yeah. honorable mention is going to be Bryn Forbes, actually. I thought about putting him in number five. I honestly thought and, about putting him because he's very deserving. Yes. He's- I mean, he played at Cleveland State, I believe. Transferred yeah. to Michigan State. He played high had school a phenomenal ball with season, uh, Took us to the Final Four, or was that the year we got eliminated? We did not make it. We, made, we lost in the Elite Eight. Okay. To UConn, I think, who won the oh, national okay. championship. That was that year. I can't remember which year it was, but you know, he was uh, he was one of my favorite players when he was on the team, a three point specialist, and you know, he led the now, nation, I believe. Yeah, in three-point and shooting. now look at him; he's having a pretty solid uh, finding in, with the San Antonio Starter. Spurs. So that's uh, good honorable mention, Gary. I like that. Yeah, I really wanted to include him, but couldn't. 
Number five, I mean, this is kind of recency, but I'm going to say Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Thought about him as well. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, you know, he he is a player. I think he, you know, we obviously underutilized him when he was at Michigan State. But he is his career and his trajectory is definitely extremely high, and I think he's going to go down as you know one of the greater Spartans to to play in the NBA. Should have a long career. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that, and I hope that you know his success will persuade maybe some other top picks Does to, lead the to come in. Grizzlies in field goal percentage. Yeah, as a rookie, I think he's uh, he's injured right now, but he uh, I don't know. Probably not long. It sounds like he's got a deep bruise. As a rookie, not bad at all. Yep. So he's definitely a, a very promising player for the future. Number four. Now one through four, we basically share the same. I don't know if the order was the same, but uh, number four is Gary. Gotta go with my boy Gary. Gary, Gary Harris. Yeah, he was on number five for me. Oh, five. Okay, number four for me. Obviously, we're both Garys. So, and uh, I also love that he came back for the sophomore year. And uh, that was kind of set the tone. I loved him for that. Lo- loved him for that, and came back. And Miles Bridges did the same. And I'd love to include Miles Bridges in here, but He'll, he might he might someday get in there, but not quite yet. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely starting off a little slow, but he's had some pretty big highlight plays, and obviously was featured in this year's dunk contest. So, and then. Number three, got to go with Jay Rich as well. I mean, he was, he was always one of my favorite players when he played at Michigan State for his high-flying acrobatic dunks. My and, favorite dunk. And that continued, and he and that's the thing about his NBA career is he, he wasn't just a dunker. He was an all-around player, and that was uh, – he had a great career. Agreed. Uh, this is where we're going to defer, though. I, I think I did this just because I didn't want to be uh, – so you, predictable, per he se. He wanted to be cool and edgy. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> did you rank Magic Johnson number two? Did you really do this? I really did this. Explain yourself immediately. <laughs> Speak into the microphone I mean, loudly. There, <laughs> I, I'm just going... This is just recency bias, is what I'm going to say. I, I, There's no question that Magic is arguably one of the best players to play in the NBA of all time. If he would have had a f- complete and full career... Who knows of where he may rank as one of the best players, even in his short time span, had a great is career. Exactly, one of the best players. I know, but he would have been even more. There's a statue of him in front of the Breslin Center. I know. We all took a picture in front of it with the Japanese guys. Oh, how quickly you forget. He's definitely the most famous Michigan State basketball player of all time and the best. I'm not doubting that. But. Mm. But. But. In the, era, in the in the era in the Gary era in the era in the Gary era <laughs> in the era of Izzo, you gotta look at Draymond. He is the epitome of what Izzo is. He was not expected to be a great NBA player. He was not expected to do great things. Here he is winning several NBA championships, being a key component of that team, breaking records. Mm. So I think that that pretty much is a great summary of what a great Spartan should be. And I think that is a product of Tom Izzo. And I think that's why I want to have him as my number one player and top five Spartans ever play in the NBA. It didn't say what the criteria had to be. Let's, let's also make that clear. So that's the reason Common for my Common sense pick. was supposed to be expected. Okay. But I respect your explanation. Thank you. 
However, I don't agree with it, but I do respect it. Okay, thank you. Interesting to leave Zach Randolph off there as well, but hey, I, I, it's your top five, not mine. <laughs> it's yours, not mine. There's so many players. So many players. I could have rattled off a ton more. So. Mateen Cleaves, <laughs> Teal Jersey Pistons. I mean, damn near made Mo it. Pete. Mo Pete, Raptors. Yeah. Did he play with Master P on the Raptors? <laughs> Make him say, uh. Yeah. So... That does it for our top five. Like we said, keep sending those in, and uh, we'll keep stacking them up and reading them off to you. And like I said, it doesn't have to be Michigan State or sports-related. Fire us some weird shit. I'm down with it. We'll let's read go. it. All right, let's get into the mailbag. Uh, pretty short mailbag this week. but Kind of a little disappointed that it was a short especially mailbag. Especially after coming off the huge victory. Yeah, but um, Okay. It's fine. We got some... We got some, uh, some uh, Usual suspects here in the mailbag. Yes, it looks like. per usual. We got Ryan R from Houston, who also gave us the top five. He asked, "Does Cassius Winston have a legit shot, legit chance at the Naismith Player of the Year?" Legit chance? I mean, I think he should one million percent be included in the discussion. Absolutely. I don't think he has a chance of winning it though, because of the national perception of the other teams that are ranked ahead of us. Zion Williamson's probably going to win it just because, whatever, he could probably never play another game. But what if this... R.J. Barrett is probably going to be ahead of him as well Let me just Let me just give this scenario, though. I think he's the most valuable player to his team. What if Zion sits out or he does come back and doesn't play at the level he was playing at before and Cassius Winston finishes strong, we win out the rest of the year and... And we win an Eddie. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, he has a strong performance the rest of the year and continues to play at the level he played at Michigan. How do you not include him in that discussion or at least give him a legit shot to win dude here's the thing it's not about whether i think he's it's national perception it's national perception and he's not probably not even going to be first team all-american at point guard it's like the duke perception though john morant who's going to be the first team all-american point guard but come on I, i i think i would i would definitely include him in the discussion there's no question but do i think he has a chance to win it unfortunately i don't yep yeah, it's the whole Duke thing. Like, no matter, even if Duke continues to lose without Zion, they're just going to continue to make excuses. And, and ESPN is yeah. going to plaster him all over the network. Yeah. They're not going to plaster a Spartan up there and throw Spartan propaganda up on ESPN. Oh, you'll get Spartan propaganda from ESPN, but oh, yes. not That's the kind you're hoping positive for. Positive prop, nag prop. <laughs> let's not get into her, though. All right, let's we not. All know who I'm let's talking about. Let's just move about. on to the next question before we get out of control. And it's from our good friend of the pod. Uh, Brew Crew. Brew Crew 95. Back again. Thanks, Brew. And he says, I appreciate the love from the rundown. We appreciate the questions and the love from you, Brew. Yeah, we do. So Brew Crew's question is, I'll sum it up because I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, in, in a nutshell, he's saying, should we have less major conference shitty teams and more mid major successful teams basically I'm, I'm 100% game for that I think that. that's that's the gist of what he was saying and he also said hashtag rundown with the rundown we appreciate like that like that a lot yeah keep those hashtags coming and he said four or five absolute trash teams from good conferences which I like I said the bubble is very weak this year Gary and there's going to be some Indiana shitty in that NCAA tournament I mean there's some shitty teams right now that are going to get into the tournament they shouldn't Indiana has no business being in the NCAA tournament I think if there's got to be some mid-major teams out there that have got to be better than Indiana Come on. I like what Brew Crew is saying here, and I agree with him 100%. Yeah, but if you don't play anyone, put Michigan State in the WAC conference. We're going to win every We're game. We're not talking about Michigan State here. I'm just here. saying. We're talking about like the Iowas of the world, as Brew Crew mentioned. 
how and would Wisconsin's Iowa do? How would, how would Iowa Wisconsin fare in those conferences, though? They probably wouldn't go undefeated, like you're suggesting. Well, it's hard to say. It's not hard to say. Fran McCaffrey's a clown. <laughs> did you see what he did the other night? <laughs> yeah, do you hear he got banned for uh, suspended for two games? Yeah, he deserves. He should not be allowed to coach again. He's a loser. But he chased yeah. the referee down the hallway. Like he lost the game by twenty. I like what you're saying, Brew Crew, and we agree. I think, or at least Clark agrees. I definitely agree. I'm on the fence. I say you got foolish. I say if you play in a shitty conference, schedule good teams at the beginning of the season. They can't always do that. Do it. A ton of games are played I'm in not co- asking, non-conference tournaments. Not a ton. I'm not asking for a ton. Just a couple. Hey, uh, can we uh, play Duke? Duke, Did Duke, I say Duke? Duke decides Did who I they want to play. Did I say Duke? Hey, uh, can we play Tennessee? Tennessee hey, decides just, who they want to play. Let's just play some. Let's play Iowa. As you get cited, let's play Indiana. Let's play the middle of the tier teams. A lot of them do. Okay. A lot of them do. Some do. I mean, I'd rather watch Loyola Chicago get tossed back in the tournament this year than watch Indiana be in there. Okay. Well, let's move on to I'm the next with question. You, let's move on to the next Gary's question. Gary's not. He's obviously. Bird from Chicago. Against it. Birds from Chicago. All right. <clears throat> he says, am I the only one that gets unreasonably mad at the fact this team got robbed of doing something really special because of injuries? Especially when I compare it to last year's team that had all the effing pieces. Nice edit, Birch. We yeah. appreciate that. Yep. Family friendly friendly show, as you know. Uh yeah, I mean we just watched a video right before this podcast of uh Oh god, Jay Williams. Jay Williams basically saying he doesn't see any Final Four t- potential teams out of the Big Ten now. Which is a really kind of a dumb comment. One just of the dumbest. Because- I mean, Michigan went last year, and they definitely have a team that's capable of going back this year. Yep. I mean, we beat Michigan on the road. If we get the right bracket and Nick Ward comes back. It all comes down to matchups. If Nick Ward comes back, we can definitely make a run for sure. And it all comes down to matchups. Like you said, I'm not mad about it, though. And I think that – I mean – I want to say this about specifically about the Big Ten is that I think – we are looked at as maybe not as an elite conference because our defense is so well. So – you know the games are kind of ugly. They're not necessarily high scoring, but that's because our every team plays pretty damn good defense in this and it conference. Usually builds welcome tournament time because hard nosed, ready for the one and done environment. Yep, I, I think, I think the Big Ten definitely has contenders. However, I am not as mad because I truly think that next year is going to be the best chance we've had in a while at making a run at a national title. The, I, I'm I'm huge on Rocket Watts, the kid that's coming in who. By the way, it's been confirmed. We'll be signing his national letter of intent. Allegedly. First week of April in Detroit, back in his hometown, coming to play for the Spartans. Oh, yeah. He retweeted it, Gary. So, bye, haters. Take a lap. I'm not. I never hated. Go upstairs never and play hated. with your cat right now. I I'll never, finish the podcast I by myself. never hated. <laughs> never hated. Doubter. I doubted. I will say that. Also, I was probably wrong. We're probably not going to get Keon Brooks. Yeah. That so was a really thank you. Thank you for take. Thank you for however bringing that up. I did tell you that we were going to get Rocket Watts, and he's he's signing his letter of okay. intent. He was already committed. So bum you. That wasn't much of a prediction or a hot take, I would say. But yeah, I think you know it's frustrating. This you know, but at the beginning of the year, my expectations or the ceiling of this team were Final Four, which is what I predicted us, and. You know, I think we've exceeded those expectations, and yeah, maybe we're a little bit better than we we thought at the beginning of the year. So, 
I'm not necessarily mad, and I still think we can do special things. I still think we can get to the Final Four or even more at this point. I would think Nick Ward is going to have to come back at some point for that to happen. But yes, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, losing Lankford has has been tough. But look at all the people that have stuffed up. We wouldn't have had a glue season like we were having now if Lankford was still playing potentially. So, Carrie hates Josh Lankford for everybody that's I don't listening. Hate Lankford. He posed a question and asked if we were better off with Aaron Henry than Josh Lankford. No one forget. Don't ever let him forget. Fine. Everyone remember. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's going to wrap it up for the mailbag. So <laughs> <laughs> did have some news about uh, the hockey team. Ah. Our correspondent is kind of slacking. I know Clark sent this and tweeted it at uh, our hockey correspondent, Burge, in Chicago. So I found an interesting tidbit online. It was a quote from Danton Cole, the head hockey coach at Michigan State. He says it is when, not if, the Spartans will win another national championship. Said earlier, MSU has ten to twelve million in funds raised to make renovations for Mun Ice Renovations. Arena. Renovations. Anyways, don't care how I said it. Big things coming to the hockey program, it sounds like. Got a very confident coach. Looks like we're gonna land some big recruits. We're gonna be back in the frozen four in no time. Love to see a new uh renovated Mun. Be nice. Should be great. I like Mun as it is. Mun Ice. Not bad. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Red Cedar Rundown. Thank you all for listening. As we say every single episode, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Shoot us questions. DM us. Talk shit. And top fives. Top fives. Feed them. Feed them. Feed them. Top five. Come on. Top five. Get creative with them. So as we already addressed the sticker, so we're not going to address that now. So with that. As always, go green, go white.